0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the upper hand fantasy podcast. Now here's your host Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, we are back. What's going on, Zach? Zach, two weeks in a row now. What's up? What's going on? How you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing good. Doing good. good, man. We are going to go over. There's a bunch of new free agent signings, a couple of trades that happened. We have to get to that. We're also going to get to a little bit of a dynasty rookie preview. We're going to go over what those top, you know, six seven picks are looking to me, looking like to me right now, like kind of definitive for the most part, especially super flex leagues. Uh, a little bit of a preview for dynasty running backs. We are coming out with the dynasty rookie draft kit coming out very shortly we're both working on that working very hard on that uh right now that's going to be out very soon um but you know we just want to kind of go over a lot of these signings that just happened a couple big ones I know Zach is uh very excited for one particular uh signing or actually trade I should say um why don't we just go ahead and hit that go ahead and hit that right now dude Brandon Cooks uh, traded to the Cowboys for a fifth-round pick 2023 this year and a sixth-round pick in 2024. I think I got that right.
0: Yes, that's right. And like you said, it feels like a signing because that's like nothing. When we talk about capital moves to, to acquire Brandon Cooks, this is perfect for both parties. Like Brandon Cooks gets to be off the Texans. When he signed that contract down there, I think it was a, was it a two- or three-year contract originally with Houston. I was like, he's going to get tired of it so quick. Because they're not going to be contending anytime soon. And that happened. And Dallas was actually offering a third-round pick for Brandon Cooks before the trade deadline last season. So this is a huge deal for them. Um, it's a He's going to be a fantastic wide receiver, too, for them. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. That's what a lot of Cowboys fans are saying. Um, they're upset about it. But I, I'm cool with Brandon Cooks. He's a really nice compliment to C.D. Lamb. You know, DeAndre Hopkins would have been more of a 1B to C.D. Lamb's 1A. But Brandon Cooks, he could be a nice wide receiver, too. And he he does it all. So I'm looking at a huge upgrade for him especially from a fantasy perspective. You talk about where he was in Houston. He was pretty much not relevant, not only because the quarterback situation is terrible down there, but also because he just didn't want to play. He was missing time, not just because of injury, but also because he was holding out at that point. So this is a great deal for Brandon Cooks and the Cowboys. It's going to be really nice. I think that Brandon Cooks ha- has definitely wide receiver two upside um, going into the next season. I think he's going to be a really solid wide receiver three play uh, moving into 2023 as things stand right now.
1: I think so. I think you hit a lot of hit on a lot of good points. I mean, Brandon Cooks, he still got it, man. He's still a very yeah. good wide receiver. Matt Harmon just did a recent profile on receptionperception.com on Brandon Cooks and he's still cooking. Okay, and he's looking as his name he's would still he's still a good wide receiver. Uh so as a wide receiver too, in Dallas, this is great news for him. Again, you mentioned two things. Number one, quarterback play. Absolutely terrible. Number two, no no motivation. Like every right. single week it's almost like we had to wait until Brandon Cooks decided that week whether he wanted to play or not. And a lot of those weeks where his, quote-unquote, wrist was hurt, I don't really think that was the case. I think it was yeah. just a lack of motivation and the team going to shit. Uh, and the, the Texans, you know, wanting that first overall pick. But, you know, Lovie Smith had other plans. because uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a true bear at heart, yeah. right? Uh, giving that to the Bears, and the Bears went ahead and got a haul for that. Uh, so thank you lovey smith if you're a bears fan um but uh but yeah so i think i think this is a great signing a great trade for dallas like honestly with the with the draft capital they gave up um i think this is might this might have been the best possible scenario and i'm including a potential hopkins trade i'm including a potential obj signing because you're getting you're getting like yes is there a drop off from hopkins to cooks yeah but you you were you were probably going to give up Maybe another two rounds ahead of what you gave up for Brandon Cooks. You might have get, have given right. up a third round pick uh, for Hopkins, and you would have had to pay him more as well. Yeah. So, I think this is a great situation. Uh, I think Dak can you know keep Brandon Cooks you know relevant. Michael Gallup is unfortunately dead for fantasy. He was borderline dead last year, and uh, oh, I want to hear it, Zach. Zach yeah. has something to say here about I Michael say- Gallup.
0: I would say maybe not. And I'm optimistic about Michael Gallup for a couple of reasons. One last season, he looked bad. He was coming off that ACL. He wasn't hundred percent. We had higher hopes for him, but he just wasn't there as a wide receiver too. That's not his place. But if you remember way back in 2020, when Michael Gallup was wide receiver three on the offense, when Dak was playing too, he was very relevant. He had over a thousand yards, if I'm not mistaken, I think seven touchdowns. He was the second leading receiver, I think on the team. So He's going back to that role, essentially. He's not going to be working with the top corner because, you know, C.D. Lamb runs in the slot most of his routes. He was outside playing the top corner, coming off an ACL this season. It looked bad. It's going to be a completely different scenario this season. He'll be on the outside, not drawing the top coverage. Brandon Cooks could potentially pull that top corner while C.D. Lamb continues to operate out of the slot. He'll be looking at cornerback two, cornerbacks further down the depth chart covering him. I think we could see a little resurgence here because this offense clearly is going to be good. I don't think they've gotten worse at all. So I think that with Mike McCarthy calling plays too, it'll add a nice layer of complexity to it that's going to make it more difficult for defenses to handle. And I think Michael Gallup could be a bigger part of the offense than he was last season, especially with Kellen Moore
1: out. What about from a fantasy perspective? Do you see yourself potentially starting Gallup as a flex play You know, next year with both of those wide receivers healthy?
0: I could see him as a flex play. I want to see how he looks, obviously. I won't be starting him week one as a flex play, but... I'm optimistic that he can get to that point this next season. I'm not sure he's going to get there, but I'm definitely optimistic. So I wouldn't just like drop the ball. Like you said, he's dead. I don't think he's dead just yet. I think we still have a pulse. And we could get him, uh, he could get back to relevance and actually be somebody that you start in your flex spot. I think that is kind of his ceiling, but he could be a really strong flex option on a week-to-week basis, depending on how things shake out. But I I think that him returning to that role that he played in before and he actually excelled in, could actually do him some some good.
1: I think Cooks will potentially garner, you know, a 22-23% target share, CD Lamb potentially 26-27% target share. And I think Cooks is, has wide receiver two upside uh on yep. this offense next year on a weekly basis, quarterback upgrade, off- offense upgrade, all that. So, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be fun. Uh we'll oh, see yeah. what the what the Cowboys do if they want to make any other moves. Uh they just traded away Dalton Schultz. Uh, over no, I'm sorry. They didn't trade away Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was a free agent, yeah. um, but they did not re-sign Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz went over to the Houston Texans. Um, you know, this is a situation where I, I I have a feeling you might be a little bit of a fan of Jake Ferguson. Am, am I Am I right? Like, do you think yeah. that Jake Ferguson can potentially, you know, turn into a productive tight end in this offense? Because if you do, we're looking at four decent, uh, like, a, like a group of four good pass-catching options for Dak Prescott, Right, if you're not counting Tony Pollard.
0: And he's a good pass-catching catch, pass option, too. Now, for me, I, I think you know that I'm a fan of Jake Ferguson, because I actually, if you were paying attention to the Cowboys account, when Dalton Schultz signed with the Texans, I put out a post that said, breaking, it's Ferguson." season. So, you know, it's cool. It's time for Jake Ferguson to get his um, opportunity. The only thing that might stand in the way of that is Dallas could draft a tight end, and a bunch of people have been mocking Dallas at draft tight ends which would be terrible for Jake Ferguson's stock obviously. Um so we'll see how that goes. Are you trying to make an argument that there's going to be too many mouths to feed in this offense? Are we are we no. bringing this back to Michael Gallup or what, what are we talking about here?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I I I think it's pretty much guaranteed that CD Lamb and Brandon Cooks are going to eat. Yeah. After that as far as the receivers go, you know, it could be a little iffy cuz there might be too many mouths to feed for guys like Gallup and 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 um and the Tight End and Pollard uh but listen, at the end of the day, I was a fan of Michael Gallup. You might be right. Maybe he wasn't 100% last year. Full year to recover. Hopefully he could kind of regain some of that form that we saw in the past. Um but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I could see that the the Cowboys draft the Tight End now. When do they draft a tight end Um, in this particular class? It's tricky. So if I were the Cowboys and I'm looking for a tight end, I would draft a tight end because this is the class to do it in. Um, Now, does that mean that that rookie is going to get opportunity year one? No, probably not because that rarely ever happens. But I think this is a scenario where um, it's possible that, you know, Ferguson – can get his shot and we'll see if he's running a route on majority of dropbacks. That's like the main thing we care about with tight ends. And if that's the case, then he has a shot to still be a top 12 tight end, a tight end one this year. uh, Even if there's, you know, quote unquote, too many mouths to feed. Right.
0: And and like we've talked about the tight end landscape the way it was last season and going into even this season being barren. So he definitely has that opportunity. But it kind of reminds me of the Albert O situation in Denver last season, where it was like this athletic tight end hadn't had a whole lot of playing time. Low, low draft capital, if I'm not mistaken. Ferguson was like, I think it was a sixth or seventh round pick. So this isn't a fantastic option, you know, as Ferguson far as you
1: know, was a, Ferguson was a fourth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Let me think. If I don't know my own team's
0: draft, that's pretty bad. But,
1: yeah, round four. Yeah, 129. Uh, yep.
0: Still pretty low. But, you know, it just that's reminds me. It reminds it's me of Alberto. Just because he's no, that. we saw the play and we saw the same thing happen with Alberto. He, he had some splash plays and we just got to see if he gets used. I think he's going to be utilized as long as they don't draft a tight end. But if I know my Cowboys, they'll take a tight end. I just have a feeling.
1: <laughs> well, listen, Ferguson was relatively efficient last season um he only yeah. had you know a handful more than 20 targets last year but top six in yards per route run it was Okwankwo Chagosian Okwankwo Travis Kelsey Mark Andrews McCall Pruitt <laughs> George oh. Kittle and Jake Ferguson Dallas Goddard T.J. Hawkinson Kyle Pitts Pat Fryermuth. so you know there he's surrounded by some good names there so if you if you extrapolate that efficiency, he could potentially get it done with more targets. Um, so that's kind of what you're hoping for if you're a Cowboys fan and if you want to depend on him for fantasy. I, I, as of right now, he's somebody that you should be taking shots on in best ball, in underdog drafts. Um, even when the, the draft comes around, even if the Cowboys do end up drafting a tight end uh, in the third, fourth round, He's still worth taking a shot on because, like that third, fourth round rookie, isn't going to see the field a whole lot, most likely. So, right, still somebody. I, you know, if you if you really want, if you really love Jake Ferguson, you hope that the Cowboys do take a tight end that early because then that will potentially suppress Jake Ferguson's draft ADP just by a little bit in in drafts in this season. So, um, yeah, I think I think it, it's you know it's worth noting that he could do some things. This year, uh, we we know that Dak Prescott likes his tight end, he specifically liked Dalton Schultz. Uh, but Mm -hmm. even when Dalton Schultz got hurt in the past, we've seen you know, uh, Prescott look the tight end's way, especially in the red zone.
0: It's been that way for Dak's entire career when it was Witten, you know, when he was a rookie, and then Blake Jarwin for about two years in between when they were they're bridging to Dalton Schultz, and then Dalton Schultz, he's just a tight end targeting quarterback. So I think whoever plays tight end is gonna have plenty of targets to go around. But Jake Ferguson's the first athlete that we've had at tight
1: end. In a long time. Agreed. Dalton Schultz. And that's why I don't love Dalton Schultz in Houston. Because I think Schultz was a little bit of a product of his environment. You You know, he had a quarterback who loved throwing the tight end. He's not a superior athlete. You know, that's what you really want out of tight ends. He's gotten better after the catch. But lately, he hasn't been... You know, so like in the beginning of his career, he wasn't an after the catch guy. Middle of his career, he wasn't after the catch guy, and then after with his injuries lately, he hasn't he has not been an after the catch guy. So, right. what is Houston getting? They have a quarterback issue, obviously. We'll see what they do at the, at the position there, but uh, it's it's risky. You know, they have other tight ends behind him like Revan Jordan and some other guys who could potentially eat into his routes. Right? There's no guarantee that Schultz is getting 100 percent of those routes. So. Right, Schultz is not somebody I'm super interested in next season. Even you know if if it's a late round pick, like you know, even if Schultz is going like let's say two rounds after Jake Ferguson, I much rather take the shot in Ferguson personally.
0: Oh yeah, no, we talk about upside all the time on this podcast, especially with fantasy. You know, Dalton Schultz I'd say has like zero upside on the Texans. (laughs) Where you look at Jake Ferguson on the Cowboys, it's gonna be a much better offense. He's an athlete. Dalton Schultz isn't. Dalton Schultz is probably gonna be working with a rookie quarterback not probably definitely. Like, it's just not lining up. I'm looking at a season for Dalton Schultz. It's going to be like maybe 400 yards and four touchdowns. He might have one week where he shows up on the radar. He'll make number 16 on our waiver wire list, and then he'll go away again. So I feel like that's going to be the case for Dalton Schultz. It's just not a good situation for him. He actually got screwed because he had an offer sitting on the table, I think from Dallas, a multi-year offer. And he turned that down, and he failed to cash out, and now he's just signing pretty much a prove-it deal with the Texans.
1: Was that a midseason offer? I think it was.
0: It might have been a midseason offer. I didn't hear about it during midseason. I heard that Dallas actually gave him an offer leading up to free agency. Oh, I see. And that oh, I he see. turned that down because I think he thought Ooh. he was going to get more on the market and then he didn't. So Brutal. Brutal. I think that that's the best case scenario for Dallas. I didn't want them moving to get him back at all. You know, I think that Jake Ferguson needs to be brought into the light for, for fantasy football. That has to happen.
1: Man, that's brutal. All right. Uh, yeah. So, the Texans is making more news. They signed Devin Singletary there, right? So, uh Damien Pierce has a little bit of a running mate here. Now, I will say that Damien Pierce is a lot better than Devin Singletary. I never thought Devin Singletary was a great back. Uh I right. honestly think he was relevant because he was on a great offense on the Bills, an offense that no team ever expected you to them to run the ball. When they did, Devin Singletary was able to be Efficient in terms of yards per carry, but not so much yards up to contact, missed tackles forced, stuff that he actually has to do himself. Uh, He wasn't really that guy. So I don't think this really affects Damian Pierce a whole lot. Um, Now, we have to keep in mind that Damian Pierce is a fourth round running back. He's a day three running back, which means that a team, the Texans, have not invested a whole lot in Damian Pierce as of right now. And if history is our teacher, we know that those type of running backs can be replaced despite them having a great rookie season, which is why if I can get a first round rookie pick for Damian Pierce, I will do that. Now, right. this year, if I am in a situation where I have a win now team, I might not do that. I might keep Damian Pierce, depending on what kind of, is it a late first round pick, that sort of thing. But uh, it's for, I'm, I'm totally... Totally digressing here, like uh, just t- t- just turn into a dynasty conversation. Meanwhile, we're trying to talk about Devin Singletary. But I'll say this: there is a possibility that the there is a possibility that the Texans take a running back on day two to right. complement Damian Pierce. Maybe a pass catching back. Maybe someone like I always talk about. I always say Kenny McIntosh. because uh, like he's like the guy. <laughs> That's your pass like, catching
0: like, back.
1: Yep. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He's like the guy who's like good enough on early downs, uh, but really good as a pass catcher let me think maybe evan hall like super late you know someone like that they can get in the fifth sixth round um maybe someone like eric gray potentially from oklahoma could potentially do something like that because because they kind of need somebody who can fill in on third downs a good a good pass blocker um you know who can fill in for damian pierce damian pierce is a good pass blocker but do they want to play in every down row I don't know that that's to be determined. Um, right. if it's, it, like, again, like, like I said, if history is our teacher, probably not. They probably want somebody. And this was, this was another regime, you know, in terms of coaching staff that, that is, you know, is dealing with this draft compared to last year. Right. So something to keep in mind, uh, keep in mind. Um, are you looking at the Singletary signing as anything significant more than I am?
0: I don't think so. You know, Devin Singletary, he got a little bit better last season in terms of pass catching and Damian Pierce wasn't pass catching running back, you know, so maybe, maybe they brought him in as insurance. I don't think, I think this is just like a filler signing to make sure that they're not left dry. If they don't get a guy that they want in the draft, you know, they're just, they're just going to bridge him in. They're going to bring in Devin Singletary and then if they have to roll with him, that's fine. They'll use him. If not, they don't have to, you know, they can cut him if they want. It, it's going to be interesting. I think this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I like Damian Pierce. I think that he can handle uh, three down workload, but we'll see how that goes. I, I think that Devin Singletary, if he does end up, you know, playing through and being on the team um, come the season, I, I think that he's going to get some touches. I think he's going to vulture those touches just enough from Damian Pierce that we're going to be sitting there thinking, is Damian Pierce or uh, wide receiver two? Is he your RB two this season? Every week, every week is be like, are we going to rank Damian Pierce in our top twenty? I think that's the situation we're looking at. Damian Pierce, I think he's going to have his weeks? But Devin Singletary, I think I don't think he's gonna have his weeks, but it's gonna be that vulturing situation where he's not gonna be a consistent fantasy starter, but he's just gonna be dragging down Damian Pierce. So <laughs> I I don't <laughs> like this signing from a fantasy perspective at all. Of course. But um it makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The hope is that it's just a depth signing. That's the yep. hope. But you know, Singletary was a starter this last year, and it's possible that he does work in a little bit, but you know, his deal wasn't all that crazy. It was a one year deal. So nothing that, to, that's why
0: it doesn't scare me. If it was like a two year nothing- deal. That would be something. But one-year deal, this is just, like you said, depth. They're not going to try and play him a ton, especially not over Damian Pierce. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.